Welcome to a new season of the Teaming Up podcast. To kick us off, Ron Carey, founder and CEO of Tilt Creative and Production, is joining our very own Hannah Robinson for a deep dive on the process of storytelling. Carey and his team have worked tirelessly on a documentary entitled Birth of a Planet, which is about the historic Black-run paper, The Richmond Planet, and its editor, John Mitchell Jr. This is a conversation you will not want to miss. If you've been enjoying the Teaming Up podcast, why don't you leave us a review or share with a coworker? Thanks as always for listening, and we hope you enjoy the episode. Hannah, take it away. So welcome to another episode of Teaming Up, the podcast where we explore the power of collaboration and creativity in our communities. I'm Hannah Robinson, and I'm thrilled to be sitting down with master storyteller and founder and CEO of Richmond-based creative and production company, Tilt. Welcome to Ron Carey. Thank you so much for coming out today. Thank you, Hannah. It's a pleasure to be with you today. Well, so this episode really revolves around the art of storytelling and discovering the stories that are already in our own backyards that we can um, become the storytellers of. Um, And I know that your team at Tilt produced um, A Birth of a Planet, um, and it really just shed light on the inspiring story of Richmond's fighting editor, John Mitchell Jr., and the historic Black-run newspaper, um, The Richmond Planet. And so that documentary not only captures the essence of Mitchell's legacy, but also illuminates the profound impact that the Richmond Planet had on um, the community here. Um, and the documentary, per, in, you know, correct me if I'm wrong, premiered in June of 2022. June of 2022. At the Richmond International Film Festival. That's exactly right. And then it aired for all to see on VPM back on February 28th. That's, that's correct. Year. Yep. Great. Well, Ron, before we get started, I would love to just hear a little bit about um, Tilt yep. and the company and kind of what your role is there. Well, it's always good to be with you again. As you know, we worked together on the Birth of a Planet film, and uh, it was a special time for us. Tilt uh, just turned six last week, uh, and we, we started Tilt with this notion of having an integrated marketing firm. Um, that could both have creative services and production capability. Uh, and just been an amazing journey for us in terms of building the company over time and working with some of our wonderful partners at Audi and Wounded Warrior and uh, Walmart. And uh, we've had a chance to kind of really build quite a bit of content over that time. So it's been amazing. That's amazing. Happy belated birthday to tell. Thank you. <laughs> well, you know, I'm a big uh, fan of Birth of a Planet, um, and I'm really just curious to ask, what was it about John Mitchell Jr.'s story and the Richmond Planet story that, you know, compelled you to want to create something um, on this scale and also all in-house? Well, you know, it's interesting because we thought <clears throat> we were looking for something interesting to do with a mural in the back of our um, studio wall located in Scott's Edition. And we felt like there were so many amazing stories that had been, had been told about Richmond leaders. Uh, and then one of our one of our folks, uh, Chief Content Officer Scott Crooker, came across this story about John Mitchell Jr. and started. It was like a thread, right? He started pulling on it and got curious about John Mitchell. Who did he do? Who was he? And that's when we started to realize, oh, the publication hadn't been located that far from our studio. Uh, he had been this amazing, powerful, strong figure at the same time that Maggie Walker and a number of uh, influential leaders were coming about. And we just felt like the story, we were we were drawn to the story. Mm-hmm. Um, that became the mural, which then led to a, oh, we think we need to tell more of this story and go a bit deeper again, pulling on the thread. And the deeper you got into it, the more you started to realize what an influential figure that John Mitchell Jr. was. And as it turned out, we had so many parallels between 
members of our team that knew the Mitchell family, mm. that it started to feel like, wait a minute, we this is a gift and we need to be the ones who tell this story and bring it to life. So that's how it came to be. That's incredible. And I know for me, I mean, before working with you all, there were so many things that I felt like this documentary uncovered for myself as a Richmond, mm-hmm. like, you know, someone who lives and plays and works here, um, going down, you know, Jackson Ward mm-hmm. and seeing these murals and seeing this person that is very recognizable for a lot of people, but they sure. may not know who exactly he is. Yep. So after working with you all, I'm now going through and I'm like, I see so many different images of John Mitchell Jr. surrounding us um, on a given day. And so it's really great to start to learn his story. Well, and that's the amazing part, right? There was so uh, it's a, it's an amazing story that once you you look around, uh, landmarks are everywhere that might have something to do with John Mitchell Jr. But it's amazing how many of us didn't know John Mitchell Jr. or even know the story. And interestingly enough for me, I mentioned some of his family members earlier. Um, there were a number of, the, of those folks that I knew. I didn't know they had any relation to John Mitchell Jr., nor did I know who he was. But what a, what a powerful figure. And so much of his legacy carries forward to this day. And their family members, a lot of the values are still still present with them. Absolutely. Yeah. And Birth of a Planet is the first of its kind for your agency, kind of doing in an in-house kind of production. Um, how did you transform it from an idea, this kernel of an idea, into an actual project to pitch to your team? What did that look like? So it's funny. We, we actually uh, didn't pitch. The team came back to us. And so what was supposed to start, what started simply as, let's capture some video. Let's gather a little bit more of the story of John Mitchell and do maybe a two-minute like we do, we do sizzle reels all the time. So do a two to three minute video that would be a companion piece to the to the mural in the back of the wall. Um, and then I think once the story, the, once the story started to evolve, it didn't even have a budget at the beginning. But once <laughs> the story started to evolve, the team came back and said, "We think it would be fantastic if we can get kind of shoot more footage around Richmond, if we could um, broaden the story out, if we could do some animation in it. Um, certainly, it's going to need more music and and." Um, Really talented uh, um, audio person Eric Heiberg uh, developed most of the, all of the music for uh, for the film, and so it really started to come to life. And then we started to realize what, in addition to telling an amazing story, this could be an amazing statement piece for us as a company uh, for something that we would want to put in a world that just demonstrates kind of the power of kind of integrated storytelling. Well, and I was thinking about that, too. I mean, the story is so incredible. And obviously, it's a Richmond story, but it's mm-hmm. also a national story mm-hmm. and something that can speak to so many different people. But on the same on the flip side of that, it also showcases what Tilt does mm-hmm. as an agency so well. I mean, it has like all of the great the greatest parts of your agency in one. Yeah. So I think it has to also be great for future clients and clients that you have now to be like, this is what the team is capable of. Well, th- thank you. And and I think, you know, it's, it's amazing when you start a business, uh, you watch that business come to fruition, and then you watch the quality of work that gets developed. And so it's amazing to do what we do for clients. But then it's ama- really amazing to watch the team be passionate about something like this uh, and just pour everything into it uh, and know that it came out of our studio right in Richmond, Virginia, which is pretty cool. Yeah. Did, what were some of the you know feedback and things you were hearing from other creatives in the space for people watching this and seeing what you all created? Oh, I, I think that it was the um, culmination of all these capabilities that we had talked about being available uh, and, and us walking around as leaders in the company saying – these tools are here. The cameras here. The, uh, the you know the the creative talent to write the research. All of this is here. Feel free to leverage it as you will for a variety of projects. So, I think other creatives were uh, impressed by the fact that it's like, 
you actually had a chance to take all of this stuff and to, to actually make something uh, and not just make something, but a 30 minute feature, you know, kind of uh, documentary documentary that came out of it. And so I think, you know, anyone, anyone who loves making stuff, you know, uh, was jazzed by this. Yeah. I mean, yeah. it's walking, talking thought leadership, yep. like right and right smack in a documentary. So that's really great. Um, I know that collaboration often plays a really important role in telling comparing, compelling narratives. Um, so I'm curious to hear how your team came together to bring the story to life. Were there any memorable moments or breakthroughs that happened during the production process that you all had to kind of like work through or things that you distinctly stand out for you? Oh, absolutely. I think there are, there are several things. And, and I think when you think about so how does the story come together? Um, I think you get Scott Crooker, uh, who, whose family's been in Virginia a very long time, who's just fascinated with history and research and um, starting to pull data then. Um, and uh, you get Sly Tucker, who comes in to direct and Sly's African-American uh, with a family perspective that's always been steeped in civil rights you get uh, Sean Gorman, uh, who came out of the news industry and is just an amazing researcher that spent hours and hours of, of time at the Library of Virginia. So you get this rich team that comes together, um, and that's how you, you, you come up with an amazing and compelling story. And it's fishing through kind of all the papers of the 1800s and looking on microfish and fig, figuring out, well, what are the, what's the real stories? Because we can't tell it all, not in 28 minutes, but what are the things that we wanted to fo focus on? And that's when you get to the point of realizing, oh, there's this figure, John Mitchell Jr., who was a galvanizing, and he was 19 at the time or so, 18, 19. So these were young people, um, and you start to watch that story come together. And then I think the, the real lessons are, you know, you, you ask about the interesting conversations you recall. I think the conversation is around um, race as mm -hmm. a conversation. I remember Scott and I often sitting down and talking about, um, you know, how do we want to tell this story, right? The, the fact is we didn't want to beat people over the head. We didn't want to make it directive. We wanted it to be thought-provoking and educational so that folks can then draw their own conclusions. So that was an interesting balancing act. And I think it was also interesting for some of our Caucasian counterparts to realize oh, wait a minute, there's this world in African-American society that they didn't even know existed in terms mm -hmm. of restaurants and dining and education and um, societal trends that the same things were going on in the white community. Um, uh, but uh, this was the first awareness that some in the white community had that, wait a minute, African-Americans had the same thing. So it was really interesting in that regard just to to look up and have to at times go, no, this is exactly what we would have been doing and what we would have been thinking at the time. So, yeah, yeah but it was good. And the parallels, I think, as well, you, when you think about um, John Mitchell Jr. and all of these men who came together, these black men who mm -hmm. came together to create the Richmond Planet um, and how they were up against so much adversity. And it was honestly a really dangerous thing to do at the time, to be telling these stories and to be uncovering the horrors of kind of what was going on. Mm -hmm. And then now you have, fast forward all these years later, a group of individuals coming together. You know, you have black men, you have white men, you have all different types of people mm -hmm. coming together telling a story. And there's still so much adversity in the world, but there's almost a different lens in which we're able to look through and tell these stories. Um, and so I find that really intriguing and interesting. Um, and you mentioned also the researching part of it and getting all those materials. What were some of the challenges kind of going through those archives? I know Scott did a lot in terms of archiving, you know, yeah. going through the archives and things like that. But what were some of the things that came up during that initial discovery process? Yeah, I mean, yeah, I think, um, you know, Sean, Scott, Scott did a lot of them on his own. And I think, 
I think just getting through the sheer volume of information, I think, was the most challenging part. But I think you just hit on a point and that the, the, the point was um, it, regarding um, the information that's available and African-American and Caucasian people coming together in a modern day society. I actually think that John Mitchell Jr. left us a blueprint for how you work, work together in terms of solving and figuring some of this stuff out and, and, and how do you start to shape a better society. But I think it, you know, it was instructive because all of what we needed to know had been left there and it had been left because he was purposeful about taking the paper and sending it to the governor. Mm. Uh, he was purposeful about talking publicly about things. Um, so I think, um, I think the hardest part probably for the team was was trying to be clear about what story do we want to tell, right? Um, is it is it the John Mitchell Jr. story? Is it the Richmond Planet story? Is it some combination? How how far f- forward do you want to go? Um, how challenging do you want to be to the audience? Mm-hmm. Um, do you do you really want to be directive to the audience and um, tell them how they should be thinking, or do you really want to plant seeds with the audience? And so I think that's kind of where we wanted to spend our time. Yeah. And I mean, what? how much did the oral history of it all come together, too? Because obviously there's things that were left behind, you know, on a paper trail. Yeah. But I'm thinking about the Mitchell family yeah. and how probably so much of this was oral history passed down and stories and, and things like that. So was that something that you all were able to tap into and sit down with a family and like hear some things that maybe you didn't see left for you on paper? Oh, absolutely. It was amazing. So you um, you start sitting down with the Mitchell family members and you very quickly start to realize Wow, this is this is a pretty accomplished family um, who they've passed the the history of their family down. They knew the stories of you know kind of uh, their that they were des- the descendants of someone who had accomplished something great. They also knew kind of the the perils of um, you know if one's not careful about how they manage. And John Mitchell uh, talks about that today. Uh, but if you're not careful about how do you manage kind of some of the pressure and and, and everything's not a fight. Um, but if you don't manage that the right way, you can create a lot of challenges and also you can affect your voice as the messenger. And um, he talks about uh, John Mitchell Jr. continuing to fight that fight, even though it sometimes, you know, there, it, you know, fighting wasn't what was necessary. A different approach might have been what was necessary. And I think he talks about the approach that Maggie Walker took, which was a different approach. So um, the oral history was an, an incredibly powerful part of it, not just from the Mitchell family, but even, you know, we focus on education uh, and having Faithy, uh, Norell, um, and her family as a focus of the story. And so it was just great. And it was educational for me because my father has spent 50 years working in Richmond Public Schools as a teacher, principal, uh, administrator. And so it was just interesting to kind of hear some of the stories of, of what these folks experienced and went through as a result of trying to speak, you know, truth to power. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. And the Richmond Planet, you know, holds such a significant historical and cultural significance. Um, and the documentary really incorporates modern elements through the music and the narrator yeah. and just the general vibe. Um, how did you approach the responsibility of telling the story accurately while also engaging modern audiences? Because I know there's lots of students that are also really interested in watching this film, too, and it's really engaging for them. I, I think that's a great question. Uh, and I think what we attempted, and this was what was mo- one of the more interesting things for the Mitchell family is, um, right, uh, I think they wanted it told from a contemporary perspective. And, and so we had alignment there. And that's a really important thing. I mentioned earlier the fact that uh, John Mitchell, when some of this started, was 19 years old, right? So you think about where a 19-year-old would be in terms of their music and their interest and just starting to date and and where they might be in terms of their social opinions about things. Um 
And I think what we wanted to do is to make take that, the 19-year-old, and although it was the late 1800s, make that 19-year-old relevant to today's 19-year-old through the music, um, through a young African-American man telling the story and being the voice of John Mitchell. Uh, and that was a really powerful tool. So the, the music had to re- reflect kind of that a more modern hip hop kind of feel to it mm-hmm. How while, did you, still, while still being historical. Yeah. And it did. It, it balanced that so well. It honestly kind of reminds me a little bit of like the Hamilton-esque, yep. like, you know, reintroducing an age old story, mm-hmm. but kind of bringing in new audiences and allowing them to have a seat at the table and, and seeing that they can see themselves here and that young people could mm-hmm. be the same kind of change in their communities. So, well, I think it's a powerful thing, right? We, it is, it's not lost on us that the founding fathers, um, you go back, you know, another hundred years, even before kind of John Mitchell and the planet. And, um, and, and at the time you're dealing with young people also who are advocating for significant change. And so, you know, there, there's something there in, in that story about youth and in- intellect and intelligence and having a voice and, and wanting to have an impact. And so, uh, I think, I think there's some, a lot of parallels there. Yeah. Um, how do you believe that storytelling can serve as a tool for preserving cultural heritage, but also sparking dialogue? Yeah, uh, I think I think it's incredibly powerful, and 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 that transcends community. Um, you know, if you look across um, kind of the Holocaust Museum and the stories that are told, if you go to Washington to the African American uh, Museum, uh, it's the same thing as stories. And this, the power of the stories is not only is it. Um, um, reflective of, you know, giving it, having an opportunity to look back and to see kind of where we came from. It's also incredibly instructional for kind of where we go moving forward. And I think over the last two years, as we've brought this story out to the world, um, when we're talking to audiences, one of the more important things I want to leave the audience with is this notion that there's been no greater time that to be a storyteller than right now. And then secondly, there's been no greater time to inform yourself than right now, because the information is so available to you that it doesn't take much effort at all in terms of finding truthful data to help you make a decision. And I think, you know, I think when we look at kind of some things that are playing out across our democracy, and it doesn't matter where you fall on the political spectrum, I think we all could help ourselves tremendously by taking some time and just researching legitimate data that comes from an unbiased, and I I understand how hard that can be um, when you start kind of um, filtering through it, but just getting unfiltered information so that you can say, I'm informed about an issue, whatever the issue, it may may be local, it may be state, it may be federal, but how do you get informed about it so that you, you can then say, I'm making a factually informed decision on something. Mm-hmm. I yeah. mean, and you alluded to it earlier when you were talking about in the discovery process, how it felt like John Mitchell had left all of these things for you all. But I think that can be said across the board for so many of mm-hmm. these stories, right? Like history mm-hmm. has left us a, br- a blueprint for how we can move forward in a better way. And I think you touched on that so beautifully. And, um, you know, I think one of my questions for you is, you know, as someone who's founded a creative agency, mm-hmm you know, what advice would you give to people who are looking to do maybe something similar or who are looking to kind of look back into the past and find those important stories? What would you say to them if they were sitting right here? Yeah, what I would say is um, it feels hard and it feels challenging and it feels uncertain, but put your plan together, have a vision for wanting to put for what you want to put into the world. Why is it different than what else might already exist? And then once you make the decision and you have a plan, Take a step. 
mm-hmm. one step at a time. That's that's it. You don't have to see the entire plan. I can't tell you how many times. And I think that was true of John Mitchell and the team. I think that's I know that's been true for many entrepreneurs. I know I know it's been true for me, which is I couldn't see the entire step for what tilt would be. Um, but what I did know, and even when there are challenging times right now, I remind myself, which is, can I see at least the step in front of me? If I can see the one one path in front of me, at least take that step and then take another step and then take another step and be prepared to understand that you're going to have to be resilient and it's going to challenge you. Um, but it's worth it. I love that. Yeah. Um, if you had one thing that Birth of a Planet taught you throughout this process or that John Mitchell taught you over time and space, what would it be? The power of education. Mm. Really, I mean, you know, he talks about being educated on the plantation where he was where he was born. Uh, He talks about uh, the the group of men that he spent time around uh, as they were building the planet. Um, He talks about the the power of economic education and freedom. Right. So um, if you can read and you can write and you can learn then you can make the rest of it happen. And it's true regardless of whether you're an African-American or a woman or regardless of what your gender is, the power of education. The power of education. Well, Ron, looking ahead, do you have any future projects or things that you're working on that you can hint at or things that you're looking to explore? I would encourage anyone who's listening to this. We just finished on what we call in this uh, The Birth of a Planet was a part of it. They're called Tilt originals. Uh, and so these are original things that we like to develop either in a house or, or with partners. Uh, we just finished our second Tilt original, which is Outer World, uh, which is uh, Kenny Close, our head of account management, is a member of a band. Um, and Kenny approached us with an idea about doing a really interesting retro music video. And so we developed that out of our studio. And we just put that into the world uh, last uh, last week. Uh, and so I think, you know, if, if someone wants to go and check that out, I think that's great. I think if you've got an idea and, and, and you want to reach out to us and explore, um, we're always open to talking and, and seeing kind of what opportunities are out there. But right. it's kind of making more original content. Great. And so where can people find Tilt Originals? Is that just on uh, the website? Or? Uh, it, it's easier to probably just go to uh, uh, tiltcp.com. Uh, and then you'll find kind of info on our website where you can see some of the stuff that we're doing and just drop us a note. Sounds great. Well, thank you so much, Ron, for joining me today. Happy Black History Month. Thank you for all the ways that you lead our community. Um, And I hope that you just continue being able to make all of your dreams come true in terms of production and creativity. Thank you. And the same to you. Thank you. Thanks for listening to the Teaming Up podcast. Teaming Up is brought to you by the Hodges Partnership, a strategic communications agency that specializes in storytelling through public relations, media relations, content marketing, and social media. The Teaming Up podcast is a happy committee production. Episodes are released monthly. Subscribe on your favorite podcast service so you never miss an episode.